Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. All right, y'all, we are doing it again. It is Open Bar Talk, episode number 56. That's right, 56 hours worth of amazing, amazing bar talk. And I'm so happy to listen, or have you listen, rather, to what we got uh, what we got going on this week. I'm very excited to uh, introduce our guest. I'm going to do that in just a second. But before I do that, I want to tell you where you can find our show, openbartalk at gmail.com. Email us. Email the show. If you have any what were you drinking, uh, Facebook posts or Twitters, hit me up there. Send those over to that email address, and I will shout you out. I'll read it. The name will be redacted and all that good stuff. But you're going to get your time to shine, so do it. Now, if you're wondering how to find the show, this is how you do it iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere where you get a podcast, that's where you can find it. Underneath the car, in the cupboard, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you get this joint right here. Now, if you're wondering who I am, I'll tell you, I am Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. I make Brandon super easy for you. Now, without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce our guest uh, for this week. I'm super pumped to hear his stories. I know he's got some wild ones on deck. And I have to say, for the record, I've been doing podcasting a long time, but I've never seen so much polo on one fucking episode. And I'm very pumped about that. KP, my man, how are you, sir? What's going on? Hey, what's up, Jim? I am doing well. Doing well, living that low life. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me, man. I, this, this is going to be a wild ride, and I'm strapped in. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is dope, man. I'm really, I'm really pumped. I'm uh, really pumped you were able to come through. You know what I'm saying? You know, obviously our homie Ralph uh, linked us up, and he was like, "Yo, KP's yes, awesome. indeed." Shout out to the homie, uh, Big Money Ralph, uh, two time, uh, two time open bar talk uh, veteran, and he said, "You know what? You got to talk to KP, man, because this dude's been in the game. He's seen it all." And I was like, look, man, I got to do it. And so here it is. You are here. We are ready to get into it. Uh, and I want to say that this is going to be a ride, man. I'm really pumped. Now, Dude, with- I'm just happy to be here, baby. Look, you know what? We are. We're happy to have you. So that being said, let's talk about it, man. Uh, you, you know, we've uh, we were talking before off off, cam- or off camera and off mic. Uh, you, you've been in the game 17 years. Uh, tell us about yes, how you got into the game. Tell, talk to us a little bit about like your first first experiences behind the bar. Uh, well, in a roundabout way, long story short, back when I was about 16, you know, grow, growing up in Brooklyn, you grow up very fast. Uh, thought like I could move out on my own. I don't need my parents. That lasted all of about a week. Um, <laughs> and then I was staying with my dad. And I wasn't doing the greatest in school. And he comes home one day with my report card. And he's like, what is this? And I was like, well, with all those Fs on it, it looks like a Fendi bag. And uh, (laughs) he he, uh, did not take kindly to that comedy and promptly threw me out of the house. So I had to go move back in with my mother. And, uh, you know, the whole stipulation was, look, either you're going to go back to school or you're going to get a job. 
Okay. And I was like, well, where, where's the job applications? Because school was just not really a thing for me, uh, at least, you know, not like structured education. So she was like, hey, this place is hiring. And it was a, an establishment not very far away from where I grew up. So I'm like, whatever, I'll appease her. I walk over, log out of AOL, walk <laughs> over. You know, like, Sign of the I'm times. On, yeah, I'm on SMS messenger trying to, trying to do my thing. So right. walk over. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I see you guys are hiring a busboy. My mom sent me over for the job. And they, they offered me the gig. Uh, within a month, they were like, well, you speak perfect English, unlike the other busboys. And shout shout out to you know my Latinx homies. But they right, were like, right, right. You, you should probably be a server. So I started doing that. And then one day, they were down a bar back. Well, okay. you know, anybody who doesn't know what that is, the barback is basically the person that really makes sure your night goes smooth and the bartender is the face of it. So I'm like, sure, I'll help out. And, uh, you know, the bartender at the time who actually, no, he was the barback and the bartender didn't show up. So he had to step up the bartender. They threw me in as barback. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, just make this drink. It's, a, it's just an eight count of this and then a two count of that. And in three, I'm like, I have like, what does that you mean? You could have been telling me, right. Like you could have been telling me how to make a, a rhubarb pie. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with all of this. Right. Right. And, um, you know, just kind of use my head and was like, all right, I'm going to count to eight and I'm going to count. Eight. And then just started making drinks and then kind of fell in love with it from there. And, uh, you know, so I dabbled in, in the bar at that original location again, 17 years ago. Ended up uh, being relieved of my duties there for uh, choosing to use some colorful language with the owner. But okay. that colorful, I mean, the colorful language was painted in the exact same color of every word she said to me. So, again, Got I'm it. the type of person, if you start speaking to me in German and I don't really speak German, I'm going to try my best to speak to you in German. If you choose curse words... Well, I'm well versed in that, so I'm going to <laughs> classically train every. Oh, the Beethoven of the B word. Uh, <laughs> I basically am like whatever she says to me, I say it back to her with like in the same context. She ain't really like that too much, uh, and you know, as most restaurants will do, like they let you finish out the week, right? And exactly when, when the new schedule comes out, you're just not on it. Right. And uh, that, you get, fa- was, you get was, phased out. Oh, completely phased out. And mm-hmm. the whole time it's happening, like they're just rocking you to sleep because you're like, all right, we cool. I'm coming in, I'm still making money, having fun. And I'll never forget it was a Sunday. Me and my dad had reconciled our differences by now. It's like me, him, uh, his lady, and, and her daughter were all having a barbecue. I'm like, I'll, I'll pay for the barbecue. I'm a, I'll buy all of me. What y'all want? You want St. Louis spare ribs? Yo, get it. I got you. Right. And. <laughs> I paid my bills that day. And then I get the phone call of me no longer being on the schedule. And now I'm like, now um, who called? Was it, uh, wasn't her, was it? Oh, it was, it was the boss. She, she called me directly. Oh, wow. She is one of the very, very strong women. Um, very successful woman, but like petty crocker, like she will, she's like, I, I know exactly how to play this out, exactly how to do it. And then um, I got let go, but it didn't discourage me. I was just kind of like, I, you know, whatever. And uh, I, I did what most New Yorkers do who are striving to, you know, 
work and find a bar and restaurant establishments, specifically bars, went to good old bartending school. Ah, even though now let me ask you I, real quick. So when you, how well, I had two questions. First question is how how long did you spend at this original bar? How long were you working there before you got uh, two years? Fire. Two okay. Years. So you had some experience under your belt of kind of like I did. A, I did. fly by night. Now, uh, my second question is you were kind of, so from what you're saying, you were, you were thrown into the water uh, of bartending. Did you feel oh, like yeah. you had time to get nervous or like, was there any sort of like, any, cause you know, it sounds like it was just like, all right, fucking I'm in this. Or were you like, shit, I don't know what the hell's going on. And like, what? what I mean, it was, it was, it was a mixture of, of both. You know what I mean? It, it was kind of like if you go to take your driver's test, you're young, you're confident, and you're like, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I, I can do that. Right. But you're not the only driver on the road. So I feel like, all right, I can figure out these drinks, but then you get thrown curveballs, which I still get thrown every night of bartending. It's like, how do I deal with the drunk guy? Or how do I deal with the, the lady who, you know, says this drink ain't strong enough? I don't taste the alcohol. So I had the confidence to do it, but I was not fully equipped with the tools gotcha. to, you know, be more, be more than adequate. Okay. So I was, uh, yeah. Now I would now, so then, so, you know, obviously after uh, you got let go, you got a bartending school. Was that to get finer tuned or was that to get a new job or like, what was, what was your thought behind getting in there? So, I'm, I'm, I'm a hustler by nature. Okay. You know, we're going, we're going back to around, this would have been like 2006. Uh, and so I'm like 2000, 2006, 2007. So I'm like, yo, if I go to bartending school, they set you up with lifetime job placement. Done deal. Sure. I'm going to go in there. I already know everything, but now these guys are like, like I looked at it, like going to like DeVry or like ITT tech, like, I get certification and then people will respect me. Sure. Sure. Man, listen, I went there. The one thing I will say I learned from bartending school, they told me proper measurement Mm -hmm. and like how to make a Rob Roy, which no one ever orders, but any event that they do, it's in the, it's in the arsenal. Uh, It was definitely, it was, it was a money grab for them, but also uh, the more important lesson I learned is when they tell you, Oh yeah, lifetime job placement. I'm going to these because that you call them. They give you a list of places to go to. You go there to people like, we've never heard of you. Why are you even here for an interview? Wow. And you're like, what? So, you know, like I said, Brooklyn, born and raised. Mom ain't raised no fool. I go back to the office and I'm like, I'm not having this. Go straight in the back. There's like four women on computers on Craigslist just okay. looking at. So wow. this is the behind the scenes. Just looking at. Job listings. You know, again, this is right. right exactly. Um, so this is, you know, mid, mid aughts where not everyone had the internet in the palm of their hand. You couldn't just jump on Craigslist. You had to like be dedicated at a computer. So all they were doing were just basically funneling people to all of these, uh, job postings and listings. Meanwhile, the establishment is like, well, what do you mean you're here for an interview? Like we didn't tell you to come here. Right. So once I saw what they were doing, I was just like, you know what? respect i appreciate you. you you already got my money like i you know i respect the hustle and then i just took the knowledge that i gained from that and what they were doing and i was like yo if i gotta go to the library every day 
I'm just going to be on Craigslist and I'll keep looking and looking and looking. Sure. And then eventually uh, I landed another gig. It was a place where they did not hire males. It was literally only women. Okay. I don't, dude, I have <laughs> no idea what sort of interaction that I had during an interview with the hiring manager, but he took a chance on me. And then, you know, that just kept driving my passion for what I was doing. And I just kind of kept learning from there. And then, uh, you know. Now, what was, so what was the vibe then? Of, uh, so it was all, was it like, was it like Coyote Ugly? Like what, what, um, what was going on here? I mean, it was more Wiley Coyote than Coyote <laughs> Ugly. It was more like they painted what looked like a, a train <laughs> tunnel on the wall of you thinking I'm running into this place and it's going to be great. And you smack into that wall. They, uh, I was the only male there. And like, besides the, you know, the cook and the, the three owners and then the manager, um, the vibe was they hired young, vibrant, um, you know, pretty girls. Uh, and you had cocktail servers, you know, the bartenders. And uh, basically they would put gratuity on every single check. Yep. You okay. got you got a bottle got a bottle of water, twenty percent. So of course the young ladies there, they're and they're enjoying it because you know you got guys that are already doing you know the flirtatious thing with them. Auto tip was included, then you know they're tipping extra, and like the managers and owners loved it. Sure. For me, it was a little different because, like I said, hustler by nature. Like I would, I'm you know up and down the bar doing my thing, even when I was working on the floor, doing my thing. And, and just, I didn't care. I would tell people look, the tips already included. If you feel so inclined to leave extra, you can, but just so you know, I've already been taken care of. Hope you guys enjoyed your evening. Boom. And people loved me for that. So it started, you know, becoming a thing where I was developing regulars at a music venue, right. which, which doesn't is kind of really happen. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, look, the, from what I know, at least, and I mean, look, music venues, bread and butter are the live shows. So, like, right, you know, you're not going to the bar for the bar. You're going to see yep. whoever, right? But then, you know, if you were like, oh, if I like, and, you know, not to put anybody else down, but you have uh, there's a saying my business partner says where he's like uh, a paid worker works half as hard, like a, a prepaid worker works half right. as hard. If you know walking in, there's going to be this many sales and you're getting 20% of that, you know, you don't necessarily have to really, you know, push the envelope to to go above and beyond. But for me, like I I enjoy the the service industry and when people come out and have a good time, great, you know, and they, 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 they tip a little bit more, but uh, I also was let go from that, that space. Um, (laughs) (laughs) After, uh, What's this, choice words with I was going to say, was this a colorful language uh, scenario? This, uh, yes, it was. It was. Uh, but it was, it was long, long story short, I don't want to, you know, get into to, too, too many details. Uh, but I saved some dude from being pummeled by a guitar because he really thought um, as a non-person of color, it would be cool to call the guitarist the N-word. Um, and like when I did that, somebody ran out and didn't pay their tab it was like oh, ten dollar tab and they wanted me to pay it at the end of the night and i was like dude i literally grabbed the guitar out of the guitarist's hand 
Like right. he would have cracked this dude's skull. And they're like, well, you have to pay it or you don't work anymore. And I was like, well, hey, thank, yes. thanks for the job opportunity, asshole. I guess I'm out. And that's and, it. And uh, yeah, so so they actually right. reviewed the tape and came back and offered me. Uh, they were like, oh, okay, you can still work here. But then fired me a week later for being late. So <laughs> my days were numbered at that. My days were numbered at that point. Yeah, yeah, a bigger uh, onward and upward, right? So, yep, all right. Excelsior. So we got your, uh, so we got the origin story, right? Now mm-hmm. let's get into those stories, right? The crazy shit that you have seen in the 17 years from behind the bar. What is some of those, what are some of those moments where you're like, I cannot fucking believe this is happening right now? Uh, oof. uh, let's see. All right. So just real, real briefly, like you mentioned earlier, uh, our very great friend, uh, illustrious guest of the show, Ralph, mm-hmm. um, you know, him and I have worked together throughout my tenure. Uh, you know, we're business partners. Um, a short crazy story was like St. Patrick's day where a dude showed up late, super drunk. And that's how I ended up getting a job there. Cause I just happened to be hanging out and they like needed help. So, right. So like, that's already just setting a tone for like where craziness ensues. Right. So okay. boom, now I'm where I'm where I'm working with these guys. Um uh it's one of my first nights. Um I'm at the bar. It's like a Monday. Everyone's having a good time, enjoying themselves. Uh this young lady comes in of short stature, maybe about like five two, five three. And I'm like, hey, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. Um, can I get a, a Johnny Walker black meat? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Pour it. And, you know, I, I admire anyone who drinks scotch, but woman in particular who knows what scotch she wants, yo, respect, props. So pour her to Johnny Walker Neat. And she's like, that's a short pour. And now I'm like, okay, here we uh, go. All right. Lose, slightly, slightly losing respect for you. I'm like, well, that's our standard pour here. If you'd like a double, like, I'm more than happy to do that. And she's like, yeah, I'll take a double. Pour the double. Oh, that's a lot of alcohol. Like it's twice as much as I mean. I'm no mathematician. Okay, but if if I had a dollar and somebody says, "Hey, I would like to double your money," and now it's two dollars, I'm not going to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is too much money. It's or or not simple math. or not have the expectation of that. It sounds like there was no expectation that you oh. were going to receive more than what you were given. Well, exactly. So she, you know, you want a double, there's a double. So she starts drinking, starts drinking, starts getting tipsy, give her some water. And I'm like, you good? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. All right, cool. She's there. And I'm like, hey, I don't know. I think maybe it might be time for you to step out. And she's like, all right. uh, All right, cool, cool, cool. So she leaves. About two hours goes by. She comes back. Okay. Seemingly sober. And I'm like, hey, you feeling better? Did you take a little nap? Or was it just, you know, scotch has a distinct taste. Sometimes it, it hits you and you, you know, I mean, the face gets like this. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And she's holding a coherent conversation as, as coherent as one is at 11 p.m. on a Monday night in a bar. Sure, so sure. One of our regulars, one of our regulars happens to be there. And, you know, I'm not going to name names, but we used to call her Monster. Um, the regular is named Monster. Yes, <laughs> uh, she uh, would 
she would do this thing that um, she would call free pile. And she'd come into the bar and have just like all these like trinkets and different things. And we'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Where'd you get it from? She's like, free pile, dude. And I'm like, what? She's like, yo, when people throw their garbage out, that's a free pile. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I'm like, please remove all these items from the bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's I, okay. I don't I don't need this game of perfection with missing pieces just because Milton Bradley made it in 92. Like, get it out of the bar. Yeah, so she starts. Right. So now she's hanging out with a little, little, little Johnny Walker girl. Okay. Uh, and little Johnny Walker girl orders uh, a, what does she get? I think she just got regular whiskey this time, like a Powers or Jamo. And homegirl gets uh, a quack. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen quack, but it comes in, it's it's a Belgian strong ale, comes in this weird contraption. Oh, thing. yeah. I, I actually saw that, um, I want to say like a week, or no, um, like two weeks ago, I think I saw one of those. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a doozy of a beer, but it's one of those uh, drunky see, drunky do. The moment one person orders it, everybody else in a bar wants it because it's like Instagrammable and has a super handle or whatever. But it's in uh, a glass that's kind of shaped like a weird test tube, almost beaker-like like shape. A, it looks like a bong. Right. And we all know with bongs, like, there's a certain approach. There, so, there is. There is. So, uh, you know, homegirls drinking a whiskey, monsters drinking the quark, and for whatever reason, obviously this is BC before COVID, they're like, oh, I want to taste your drink. You should taste my drink. So, and these are strangers and one goes in the garbage yes. for shit? Right. What? So That's okay. Monster girls outside to have a cigarette. The other girl is here drinking her beer and then she's like, excuse me, excuse me, mister. I'm like, yes. She's like, you know... Your job, you basically like you you like a, a psychologist because like people come to you and like they like you help them with their life. And I'm like, well, you know, it's like I like talking to people. I, I like drinking. It's it's pretty cool. And she's like, mm-hmm. and you know, you're you're really. She goes to take a sip. Shit must have hit the wrong way. Projectile vomits all over me. Oh my god, I'm. Yo, from <laughs> my shape up to my solar plexus, just <laughs> oh, Jesus covered. And she goes, what happened? Whoa. She's looking at me as if I somehow threw up on myself. Right. Yeah. This is like in her presence. And she's disgusted. This is like gaslighting meets puke lighting. Exactly. Gastrointestinal lighting. Ah, so, yes. Yes. I'm like, yo, you, you got to go. And she's <laughs> like, no, I'm so sorry. Um, let me help you. I'm like, you got to go. And I have a, a pretty high tolerance for alcohol and alcoholics. Sure. And I was just like, yo, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And then Monster comes back in like, what's going on? Why are you kicking around? And I'm like, dude, look at me. <laughs> like I'm covered in Belgian beer barf. Like she yeah. needs to go, and <laughs> she's like, uh, "But uh, I gotta pay you." And I was like, "No, no, no! Your drinks are on me, literally, in every sense of the word." Like, like just go. Just go. And then 
she she bounced and like got 86 for a while but like every now and again would walk past the bar and wave and ask if she could come in and i was like no not at all okay (laughs) um first off the you if i were to ever ever be in a situation where i vomited on anyone right but specifically the bartender at the bar that i wanted to go to i would never go there again like that's it that's it i'm not i don't have it in me to go she found me on facebook no to ask if she can come back to the bar okay see that i'm gonna guess well all right i'm gonna guess the race of this woman and i will say she is white wrong what really This sounds like yep. this sounds like some peak uh, peak Karen activity. I've done something mm-hmm. horrible, and now I'm just me. Okay, I am wrong. Tell me. Now, what? but here's here's the other side of that coin. She had also expressed her interest in me, in which I had none in her. Uh, so I feel as though she thought she was being impressive by drinking and then somehow thinking I think she was impressive by drinking a stranger's drink and then combining the two and throwing them up all over me because, you know, who who doesn't dream about that? Like every that, that is a bartender's <laughs> that's a, a a wet bar, wet dream like that's Yeah. A, like, and, and uh, so, yeah, she uh, she she kept trying. And also that is, and that's, you know, what love is made of, right? Like the, how you met story, like, how did you meet her? Well, you won't believe it, but all, all stuff here was at the bar and boy, was she having fun. Well, anyway, she vomited all over me. And once I wiped the puke out of my eyes, I said, I can see everything so clearly. Clearly now, like, yeah, I turned into peppy little puke. Uh, <laughs> your, I have to say, KP, your uh, your puns and word games are. Mwah. I'm I'm here for this. Uh, so so all right. So she's so she's. And thank you. Yeah yeah. Well, of course. And so now she is uh, tried to find you on uh, Facebook. She finds you on Facebook. She says, mm-hmm. "Hey, can I come back to the bar? Did you leave it on red, or did you uh, say no?" Please fucking leave. Dude, I, I I don't even respond to my family on Facebook. So, so she was no. left on left on red. Mm-hmm. I, like, I think I'm, you know what? I might have, damn, this is going to sound like a dick move. Because uh, I never knew her, her full name. And her full name on Facebook is, of course, like, blah, blah, blah. Y'all bitches can't see me something Robinson oh, okay. or whatever. Um, <laughs> y'all bitches can't see me Robinson is really that's really funny anyway so go on um, oh I'm, I'm naming my second born that uh, and you're, you're invited to the wedding oh uh, good 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 I mean I'm excited so, so excited uh, yeah I think I'll just put in a question mark as my response yeah. and then just never went back to the conversation and that is all it needs and yep, yep. So yeah, so oh that my was, god, so, yeah. that's I still see her around from time to time because I mean it's Brooklyn, small world, uh, right? You know. Now, does and, she ignore you? Give you the she's got to it. No, point. like it, and and her, the, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: last time that uh, I saw her in another establishment, she was like, she says to me, "You know, I really don't appreciate you treating me this way." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "We like made out the other night, and now you act like you don't know me." Okay, so now you're crazy. And, 
well, crazy is the ableist slur. I don't, I don't want to throw that out, but she's definitely wild. She is wild, wild, wild. Okay. Uh, and for the record, never made out. Never, we, we never swapped spit. It got, was just on the receiving end. But uh, yeah, and this was years after that incident. So in her mind, she's fabricated this life where we have these random trysts and bars that she's not to be six from. <laughs> Yo, man, this is, uh, this is very fatal attraction-y uh, right now. I mean, luckily she's like mad short, so I feel like I could, you know, kind of hold the forehead back and... As the arms swing. I, 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 exactly. Yeah, so. all the cartoon references are in full effect out here today. <laughs> I'm into it. So, all right. So that is the, uh, I guess, the uh, vomiting love love tale, uh, for lack of better yes. words. Um, so, uh, so tell us some more. You said you had another story on deck. I do. I do. Right. Um, this one does not involve emesis, um, which is just like fancy word for vomit. I uh, figured we we cla- we class up the. Uh, <laughs> well, look as you said, you 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 dialed it up today with the uh, with the polo attire. I mean, let the yeah, language yes, I, yes, the, I did. I, meet I, the classiness, right? Boom. So, all right. There's uh, man. This also happened twice, two separate occasions. But this is the funnier of the two. Um, young lady, I don't know. She works at an establishment uh, not far away from the establishment that I was at at the time. And, uh, you know, she would always come in, like bring friends from her establishment and neighboring establishments, come in and support the bar. Like even if I wasn't working, she'd hit up the bartender like, oh, is KP around? And I might be managing that night. So the bartender would text me and be like, it's here. And I'd be like, well. Thank you. I'm going to avoid that because she like gets really lit and sometimes she gets a little too crazy. Okay. So one night in particular, uh, I happen to already be there. She rolls in with a bunch of friends and they're all drinking, having a grand old time. Like it's, it's cool. It's cool. Whatever, whatever. Um, it's, you know, they would always come in around like two thirty three AM. We close at four. Uh, so it's around closing time. And we're like, all right, you know, everybody's leaving. They close out. Boom, boom, boom. She closes out. We're like, cool. Everybody's out. Uh, the bartender and I are discussing like the following week's schedule and how the night was shooting the shit. And as we right. do, having our, our post post shift uh, drinks. Um, and I don't know, about an hour or so goes by, and I hear the bathroom door open. But the only other person in the establishment is standing across from me. Right. And now I'm like, okay, we have a pretty strong HVAC system. Maybe it just kind of whooshed. And then I hear footsteps. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Uh, Heating and cooling don't do that. No. People do. Exactly. People make that. So she, she bends the corner. And I think my my bartender was like restocking beer or something, so she couldn't see him. So she's like, "Hey, you!" And I'm like, "Nah, hey, it's for horses. What the fuck are you doing in here?" Right, right. And she's like, "Oh, well, you know, I was waiting for you." And then the bartender pops up, and she goes, "Oh shit!" So now she realizes, like, right. I've been outed as the girl who hangs in the bathroom for an hour to corner some guy after the bars close, and. So I'm like, yo, we didn't know anybody was in here. Like, what if 
I'm like, we would have left, locked the door. Like, this is dangerous. You can't be doing this. And right. she's just like, uh, uh, you know what? Whatever. Runs out, right? Now, okay. at this point, it has started pouring rain. And the bar is located on a very wide street with a median. Her vehicle is on the other side of said wide street with the big median that you have to step up, not once, but twice to get over. Okay. She goes running out. I go walking out behind her to be like, yo, like maybe you chill. Are you good? Like, were you passed out? Were you like, what the fuck? Right. And do, 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 whoop, boom, middle of the street, <laughs> bust a shit. And between, you know, me doubling over from laughter and also being concerned, <laughs> I'm like, go to, go to help her up. And I'm like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Like, we, we didn't think anyone was in the bar. You can't just like be just randomly in somebody's bar. And she's like, it's whatever, whatever. I'm going home. I'm like, are you sober? Are you good? She's like, well, I, no, I, I fell asleep. And bro, I'm like, I've been, maybe you shouldn't drive. Are you sure? She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm good to drive. She opens her car door, <laughs> sits down. And then rolls the window down. She's like, I'm fine. And then she's like, going to put it in the gear, looks in the back seat. And she goes, who the fuck are you? What? Some random dude was passed out in the back of her car. Yo. So they're like, this is some meta shit. Like she's like, like she's Russian de- nesting dolls. <laughs> yes. Like, yo, you out here hiding out. And, and I'm just like, yo, karma, you might. Yeah, can, can I say the N word? Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> like karma, you my nigga. Like that. Like that is. And I'm like, do you do you see how dangerous this is? Do you see what I'm talking and, about? Like, and he's not an industry plant. I didn't be like, yo, <laughs> I, I think she's still in the bathroom. Call Carlos. He yeah. knows how to break into that car. Like, and she, he wakes up like, uh, I don't know where I'm at. And she's like, get out of my car. Yo, where's what? we're so-and-so and she's like get the fight and i'm like yo i mean if he gets crazy i'm, I'm gonna help you out but you gotta learn your lesson yeah this is a teachable moment right yep. and now <laughs> that is that is definitely i mean poetic justice um irony there's a lot of uh, uh ways to describe uh, breaking and entering breaking and entering um, uh potential grand theft auto exactly uh, you know, assault, like there's a lot that were, that's on the table right now. Now, so, all right, so he's in the, so he pops up and she's, or she's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, what? Uh, what do you mean? Now, did, I mean, so he got like, how did that resolve? Like, was, did he just oh, go I like. Just, I went around, I went around to the passenger side because he was in the backseat. So I'll go around, open the door and I'm like, my man, clearly this is not your car or your house. <laughs> or your bed or whatever. Like you, you got a nap in. Yeah. Like at the very least, like, you know, like move along. And he's like, well, who are you? And I'm like, we're friends. I'm like, I'm look, this is my bar. I'm going to call the cops. Cause you're in front of my bar and you broke into somebody's car. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I mean, dude, just like, I'll come in and buy a drink. And I'm like, you, what? <laughs> you like how do you not understand the severity of what you did? Like you, Walked around trying car doors until, like, you Goldilocks the shit out of a Lexus. <laughs> like, Yo, you really did. And, like, I that's the question isn't me uh, wanting money. Like, that that's not the, the issue here. The, the issue is, yeah, like, you, 
who knows what the fuck you're doing here? Right. And it's wrong. And it's it's not okay. So yeah, man, that was uh that was that was a wild one that uh was definitely oh sorry. Uh definitely like a you know, we we all learned a little something. Like I said, that's not the first time that's happened to me. Really? I, I've had, this, so wait, yeah, this happened yeah. again? Like, not, yeah, like, I mean, there was there was there was no uh, vagabond vehicle guy involved in the other one, but this same thing. Somebody waited me out in the bathroom. I'm there by myself, closing up. I hear a noise, and I'm like, "Oh man, maybe it's the backyard." Da-da-da. Then I hear another noise. I'm like, "Fuck!" Like you know, when there's certain noises that you like. That's, that's that's not a raccoon yeah like that's like this is but i'm like all right and there was a string of robberies on that block happening at that time so i'm like fuck like the gate's already down i'm locked in so right. i gotta go to the backyard so i go to the backyard open up the the door and let's go all right motherfuckers whoever the fuck is back here your ass about to get shot you don't want one in your ass i guess you go back where you came from and then realistically, I'm like, I hope it worked. I hope it worked. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I close the door back and I'm like, I, and I go back to counting out. And then I hear, like, I know every sound, like, in the place I work, like, to the point where I've been in this game so long. If somebody drops cutlery, I know whether it's a fork, knife, or a spoon without even seeing it. Really? Like, I can tell by the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoons are concave. Yeah, they're concave. So it has more of a, like, bell kind of sound uh forks bounce around more and knives just kind of slap um hmm. i don't know why that it's not like i was describing a young thug mixtape um <laughs> that's lit but <laughs> but um yeah so like i had a door and i know exactly which bathroom it is right and i, I go and look and shorty's just sauntering across like hey and i'm like nah like what why, like hey, like really this isn't the I movies can't. right and I like I I can't go on Tinder and say hey to a girl and expect a positive response. You don't get to do this shit here in real life. Like like and it was just it was a whole thing. And she But the thing the difference would though, not leave. Like the difference though with that though is if like you were on Tinder and you didn't match with anyone and you just popped up in their like screen just like, hey, <laughs> like, wait, what? How is this happening? I didn't swipe right on you. I don't even know who the fuck you are. Well, you're about to know. <laughs> Yo, yeah. what does it matter when people meet or how they meet? Yeah, just right. Just so uh, you know, put put that imaginary gun away that you were threatening everybody with, and we'll get to talk. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like, now, so, yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this then. Um, so when she said, so you were like, "Get the fuck out." Did oh, I knew, I knew better. I knew better because do, do you want to guess the uh, ethnicity or race of this one? Man, this is tough because I got thrown off from the last one and my confidence is shattered. So how, I mean, look, race is now a construct and now I can't judge people based on their behavior. All right. So um, I don't know, man. My gut just keeps telling me that it's just a white woman. This is just sounds like. Ding, ding, ding. Tell him what he's won, son. All right. Yes, finally. Because here's all right. So this is why I mean, I had to go for is that like a white like white women like that would like think that it's the movies and they think like that is just like, hey, I'm just going to like, you know, again, hide out in the bar and 
And it's like, yeah, and like this is this is our origin story. Yes, is, and this is I, I saw I saw what I wanted. I went after it, you know, uh, amidst the the smell of <laughs> eight hour old urine and one ply toilet paper in that bathroom. I just waited and then came out at the right moment and terrified him into loving me. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to trick you into loving me, type shit. Which holy Christmas! So. So yeah. this so this white woman is doing white woman shit and you have I guess asked like said hey perhaps this is not the best time to do this like what how do how do you uh, end that? so she basically like sat down at the bar as as if we had just opened sits down <laughs> and she's like yeah I, you know um I guess my drink's not here anymore I'm like I thought you weren't here anymore what <laughs> Yo. the fuck do you mean like your that cider's gone son that <laughs> cider's out you should be an outsider what the fuck and so she I like but I'm remaining calm because you know again in a scenario like that shit could go either way like I said the gates were down the doors were locked you know yeah maybe I should have done my due diligence of checking one of the many bathrooms but Dude, it's a bar. When when we say last call, get out. Typically, people get out. You know sure. I mean? So right, I, right. I, I had to handle it, handle it delicately because I didn't want it to turn into a scenario where all of a sudden I was trapping someone in the bar. Very. Well, I, you're right. I overserved them, and you know, and she was like, "I have this condition where sometimes I just." like fall down in places and then like I'm passed out. I'm like, Oh no, that's thanks. not a couldn't. I mean, yeah, that might be narcolepsy, but like, I feel like if you're drinking and shit, it's probably just drunk. Epilepsy. Drunk epilepsy. Like, drunk epilepsy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I don't like, I don't really know like barcolepsy. Sure. Yeah. I had too much of drinking, fell asleep at the bars. Yeah. Like, but you still got to go, but again, handling it lightly. So I just pretended because I had to open the next day. So I just pretended like I was done counting everything. I was like, well, uh, zippity doo time to go. <laughs> and so gotta... we go to like, I, I walk out and then she starts like falling against the gate. And she's like, oh, I'm just, uh, my condition is happening. And I don't know if I can make it home. And I was like, yo, I can call you a cab right now. Like yeah. lift XL, like how comfortable you need to be. She's like, but I'm yeah. just around the corner. And I was like, cheaper cab ride. Got you. Yeah, and perfect. She was just like, "Uh, really?" And I was like, "Yep, gotta go." Yeah, and hopped on my skateboard and bounced. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the bonus, just the bonus story. Next day, like I said, I had to open right, so I'm I'm late to open because I was there late dealing with that shit, trying to set up. Who shows up? She didn't sleeping oh, beauty. Sleeping beauty <laughs> with a four. Page, letter, single space, front to back. What? Like, apologizing at some points and then um, telling me how she thought it was a safe space, but apparently I have, like, went in disregard for her safety. I'm like, who says went in disregard in a letter? No, like, this, I, isn't, this isn't a Hamilton script. Like, it's, it's not. And, and like, but of yeah. course... If if you're if she is the type that is going to you know uh, I guess uh, sleep in a bar or hide out in a bar rather and then be like oh I have this condition where I like fall asleep all the time we should totally fuck what 
<laughs> yes, that doesn't sound fun to me. Huh? Uh, like it, it sounds dangerous and boring. Yeah, this 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 sounds wildly this sounds wildly like uh, Emmett Till esque and not a lot of fun. So I'll pass. Yep. So boom. But yeah, man, wild, wild, wild shit, man. Holy wild shit. Holy Christmas, man. Well, listen, uh, you know, we are, we're getting close to, uh, getting close to our next segment. Um, now is, uh, is there any, any, other, any other little quick joints you want to throw out um, there before we, uh, before we jump yeah, off? F, 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 you don't mind. Um, yeah, no, let's, let's get into I it. I just want to throw this, throw this one out there really quickly. Cause you know, the, the ball roll can be a very fun place as, as it typically is, you know, right people, right atmosphere. It's usually always a good time, but, uh, you know, there's always sometimes, you know, an element of danger. I just want to talk about one night where uh, I had I had a, a instance that really, really changed my view on bartending, why I do it, how I do it. And, you know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to continue to do it. Sure. So, you know, long, long, long story short, working at the bar one night, busy night. It's like a Tuesday or, or Sunday or some shit like, uh, but still busy. Uh, starts raining. And, you know, sometimes raining nights keeps people in the bar. So everybody's there and they're, they're, they're chilling out and I'll see this dude walk up and he's standing in a vestibule with his jacket over his head, but he has his back to the bar. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Maybe he's trying to, you know, seek, you know, a, a port in a storm or whatever. Um, then he comes inside and he's like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, don't fucking look at me like that. And I was like, okay, I guess that's how it's going. And, uh, all right, then homie goes and stands off by the window and it's just looking out the window. And I'm like, you know what? If this dude stands there for 10 minutes and then leaves, like I got a full bar. It's like 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, if I don't have to address it, I won't. Then he sits down at the bar. Now I'm like, all right, here we go. And he's like, yo, it's a nice, nice bar you got here. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, we try to offer a good experience for everyone. <laughs> he's like, but I'm getting tired of this shit. And I'm like, God damn, with the fucking follow-ups, bro. Yo, man. Uh, is this a Marvel comic? I feel like... like... It, literally, it was probably more DC, because it's right. like one-liners suck. Uh, but right. he's just like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm getting tired of this shit. And I'm like, oh, well, now I don't have to tell you. He's like, now I'm trying to find a job. I can't get a job out here. And these white people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, look, things things are rough all over, Pony Boy. Like, I don't I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right. Uh and he's like, nah, I know what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to start robbing motherfuckers. And I was like, well, that doesn't really sound like the best vocation, but hey, I can't really stop you. He's yeah. like, no, 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 I'm going to start robbing you. Matter of fact, I'm going to rob this nigga right here. And points at the fucking whitest, most Orville Redenbacher, I love Pepperidge Farm looking dude you could find. Now, he pulled out a and gun. Are he? He just points, finger guns. Points, oh, okay. like, I'm gonna rob him. I'm like, I'm like, all right, sir, you gotta go. Right. You gotta go. I'm sorry. And then the dude, the white dude, is like, hey, hey, man, you don't gotta rob me, man. Bro, I've only got three bucks on me. If, if you need some cash, I'll give you the three bucks. And I'm like, dude, no, don't give him money. Like, you're supposed to be giving me money, first of all. And right. like, fuck, you only got three dollars. What are you, a fucking kindergartner? Yeah, so, and also, like, you're at a bar with three dollars. I'm, yeah, I'm out like, here. I'm like, dude, I don't, like, what, whatever. So, boom. The guy's like, no, nah, I want the fucking three dollars. I want everything. And I was like, all right, my man, you got to go. It's really time for you to go. And he's like, yo, fucking make me leave. The words you never want to hear, even if it is a like 4'11 girl and you're a 6'5 guy, like you, you, nobody wants that. 
Right. It's a bar, dude. Like, I, I want you to leave on your own terms after enjoying yourself. But whatever, dudes, like, make me leave. I'm like, ah. So I'm texting management. Like, management happened to text me. So I'm like, yo, 911, this issue come through. And, and they're like, oh, ha, ha, you're so funny. And I'm like, no, dude, because I usually never had issues on my shift. I'm like, yo, shit is getting real. So the dude's like, nah, fuck that. I ain't going nowhere. Matter of fact, I'm going to rob everybody in this bitch. I'm going to shoot this whole bar up. All you start hearing is check, please. Check, please. KP, check. T- t- yeah. KP, I'm good. I settled up. I'm good. Clears out the ball, right? There's only like four people left sitting there. And I'm like, dude, you got to go. Manager jumps in the cab, comes over, and he's like, who's the guy? I'm like, him. So this other dude comes up to order a drink. I'm like, dude, people still order on drinks. You don't see this drama. <laughs> Yo, so so it's like, can I get a vodka soda, please? Oh, yeah, what do you want, bud? Like, do you want something? Yeah. Yo, straight up, dude. Dude walks up and is like, Yo, let me get one of them um half and half and wheezes. And I was like, dude, you can pronounce this shit however you want. It's the half of Eisen, but if you're still here in the midst of this shit storm, here you go, boom. Hand it to him. And now, you know, uh, wild dude, erratic dude, keeps staring at him. And the other guy's like, yo, he's like, yo, the fuck you looking at? And the other dude's like looking at you. He's like, what? He's like, you gonna do something? And he looks and he goes, Oh nah. Nah, I smell like pork up in this bitch. Turns out the four people who stayed were off-duty cops. Yo. So dude keeps talking shit. My manager, for whatever reason, goes over and he's like, man, and this is like a little dude from Iowa, a little wonky. Uh, um, <laughs> great dude, lovely dude. But he's like, yeah, man, that's right. You got to get out of here. Get your ass out of here, blah. And I'm looking at him like, bro, chill. Like, I'm not getting shot for this shit. So, no. you know, they, they're, they're off duty, so they can't do much, but they end up tossing them, search them, nothing. They're like, listen, we can't, can't have nothing on him, but he's clearly on something. If I was y'all, I would just close for the night. So we're like, all right, cool, whatever we do. They tell the guys, the patrol, like, yo, keep an eye out. A few minutes later, you know, gates are pulled down. I find this out secondhand or whatever, because we were inside. Patrol goes by, dudes leaned up like this against the gate outside waiting. They go to pull up on him. He dips off. One of the off-duty cops that was there is sitting at the light with his radio. They're like, what do you mean you lost him? And he's like, oh, shit. The dude just walked past my car. But he's in his personal vehicle. So he starts following the guy. The guy realizes he's being followed, pulls out, aims Whoa. at the, the cop car. Cop peels off. Other cops come, find him, search him, find the gun. Fucking Glock loaded up to the head, 17 shots. My homie was outside waiting because he kept telling me when I was like, get out. He was like, yo, I'm coming back to kill you. Holy and he, shit, he, man. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, by, by the grace of whomever with those guys being there. And also I would like to thank, you know, the, the way of me handling it by being like, dude, I'm sorry. You got to leave. Not being like, yo, get the fuck out, motherfucker. I'm going eh, to eh, get physical. You know, things things just played out a little differently. So, yeah, that was just a crazy story that, you know, outside the lines of the fun and the drinks and shit, like, we, Yo, we still man. all, all got to remember just how and, fragile this shit is. And also, you know, the other thing, too, and I tell this to, I tell this people all the time, man, is like, you know, there's a certain measure of bravado people carry with themselves when they go out in the streets and all that shit. But there's also, you got to remember, man, there's, oh, well, two things. One, there's always somebody crazier than you out there. Always. There's always someone crazier than you, which dovetails into number two. You never know what that other person has on them. 
Exactly. You have no idea. And and trust me, like I, I, I ain't no fucking teller. I'll never say I'm a thug or none of that. But like I'm from Brooklyn. I done had my share of shit, but I'm also smart enough to know, like, yo, this this ain't worth it. This one ain't right. Like this is not the we gonna throw hands and then whoever gets the better, that's the end of it. Like, nah, this this is a dude who is like he's the guy saying, I'm going to shoot everyone in this bar and we'll do it and wait for the cops. And yeah, like, and there's that old saying, uh, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Like if this motherfucker's like, I'm going to shoot everybody in here. Well, guess what? Yep. I'm not oh, yeah, trying. No, nah, look, he's, he's not- taking a head. He's taking a head count and knows how much ammunition he's got. And but yeah, also- man, I made it out of that one. Oh, yo, KP, that's fucking, that's nuts, dude. Yep. Like I, uh, so Yeah. <laughs> And mind you, I didn't find this out till the following day because we were inside still, you know, counting money, whatever, whatever, when it all went down. And I just went home, you know, like normal. And I get the call the next day from the precinct and they, they told me what went down or whatever. And the homie was on parole. So he had to finish like the eight years and he had like 45 other arrests under his belt. So similar shit. Again, if you're not like, that's like, this ain't not that this sound has like the trappings of a first time offender, but it's like this guy's not afraid to fucking go to jail. Yeah. He's not he doesn't give a fuck. Like, yo, man, look, I uh I tip my hat to you, man. Like that's some fucking crazy shit. And yeah. you know, I think it reinforces that idea, man. Like I was saying before, you really gotta be careful how you talk to people and how you exactly. kick somebody out. How yeah. do you how you, you know, how you deal with it? How you, you know, do you gotta like it's not that you gotta be a punk about things, but like just be smart. Like take the ego out of it and you know, and 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 hopefully things work out, you know. Like it who knows what would happen if those dudes wasn't there, but you know, there's like that that that's a story I also like to tell when everybody's like, yo, fuck the police and da 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 and I'm like, yo, don't get me wrong. That's a, a separate political thing, but I, personally I can tell you about a time that motherfuckers had my back and saved my life. So yeah, you know. it's, I mean, and that, and even that is also like a fucking multi-layered, like, you know, yep. I certainly have my, my thoughts on it, but like in this moment, it's like, you know, you hear so many stories, this is crazy coming from me, but it's like, yeah, look, and in light of everything too, this, uh, wow, this podcast took a turn, but we're doing it. I don't give a fuck. It's my show. Uh, <laughs> talk about whatever the fuck we want. Uh, but like, you know, at the same time, like you were saying how like, you know, uh, I definitely do have my feelings about the police, but like, if, if I'm going to be in a bar and there's somebody who's going to fucking have a gun, like if there's off duty cops, I'm not going to be mad at that. Like, like, yo, back off, sir. We don't like you. You should be defunded. Nah, not in that moment. Yeah. Like after this, at that time, they're, they're, they're off dude. They're a person. Because they didn't right. have to do shit, to be honest. They're off duty. They sure they could have bounced, but you know, let's 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 yeah. you and I will have a drink. We'll have some some chats. Um, I, I want to you know keep your listeners' yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interests at heart. Sure, sure, for sure. Because I, uh, I, well, I can go on. Listen, let me tell you something. This has been one of the best episodes I think I've done, man. And I, I'm I'm saying Thank that you. seriously. Thank this you. is 56 in the game and 56 uh, on this episode. And like from, again, you know, I want to get, and I was telling you this before you came on, but like I really want to 
talk to the entire experience of being a bartender. And, you know, I think all these stories are worth being told and need to be told. Right. Because absolutely. Like, saying, absolutely. like you know, yes, it, it, there is some fun and there's some levity uh, around situations, but then, yo, there's some wild shit that goes on at a bar. Like it's in the fucking tag yeah. of my show. There's wild shit that goes on in a bar. Yeah. This is one of those fucking moments. So, you know, look, y'all, if you're listening to this and you want to hear some, you want to put people onto some compelling shit, have them tap in and you know listen to all of them but this one definitely tell a friend to tell a friend all right so listen we're gonna we're gonna shift gears here uh we're gonna get into our next segment which is five questions for our guests now this is a part of the show where i ask our bartender on the show uh our five standard questions um i'm not clever enough to come up with a catchy name for this uh segment so it's just called five questions for the guest so got it all right this is about the life of a bartender kp are you ready I'm ready. All right, let's do this. All right, question number one. What is a misconception people have about being a bartender? What is the one thing um, that's not I, true? That the uh, person of color behind a bar isn't always the bar back mm. or the bus boy. Uh, Sometimes they're the owner. <laughs> I believe that is called a microaggression. Uh, it starts with miss, but then, well, it starts with MI, but moves into microaggression. Um, yes, that is absolutely, I mean, and also, I mean, I would even uh, tag on to this. Um, if you see a, uh, person of color sitting, uh, next to the door, don't always work there. Yep. Don't always work there. I, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've gone behind the bar and heard people go, oh, all right, the bar back's here. Maybe we'll get our drinks quicker. Uh, well, and then, and then the bartender is like, "Excuse me," and they're like, "Well, your bar back's here." I'm like, you you know he's the owner, right? And they're like, "Oh, oh, it's just you 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 know you look athletic." You, like that so, also doesn't help the fucking no, situation. You could have just but, said, "Yeah, I'm just a racist." My bad, um, or that, or that. I just or that. Um, yep. So, listeners, uh, don't be don't be bigots. Don't be racist. Don't assume anyone who's black or brown uh, behind the bar is bar backing. You should really just uh, ask. Uh, you could also ask. You know, like yeah. you know, can I get a drink? And it might even. Hey, look, you might even. I'm as the owner. You'd probably be like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not. Oh no! Don't give me money. Yeah, um, or actually, I'm going to delegate that. No, what fuck. Anyway, guys, I'll make, I'll make you a drink. Uh, yeah, don't don't yeah. do that anymore. All right, question number two: What is the biggest tip you've ever received as a bartender? That could be either um, one sitting or overnight. Uh, all right. So, with this one, it gets mildly tricky, but I'm just gonna I'm keep this shit super simple. Um, you know, I've done private events like by myself and it's been like 35, 4,000 or whatever. Cause sometimes when people want to have a bot mitzvah, they are willing to rent out the establishment for a lot of money and still pay the gratuity. And you're not making drinks because it's a party for a 13 year old. Um, so there's been that. Um, right. and then also there was a, a lady at the music venue. I was telling you about came in, ordered Grey Goose OJ, she finished it, came back, and was like, oh, would you like another? She's like, whenever I'm empty, just keep filling me up. Cool. Boom. She had, I don't know, maybe six or seven. Some dude came and met her. 
it's time for everything to be done. And mind you, I had switched uh, sections with, with somebody that night. So she was at my section, boom. And then the night, she comes up with an envelope full of cash. Just starts counting. The bill was like 112 or whatever. This is, again, back early aughts. It's like 112. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. The tip was already included. What are you doing? Tips me $600 on top of it. Whoa. And goes, I'm like, no, no, no. This is too much. And she goes, Merry fucking Christmas, dude. It was April. <laughs> so, yeah. That yeah. was that. Yep. Wow. And, and then biggest tip outside of monetary was uh, the first boss I had, not the one I cursed out, but her partner, who told me, you'll never be rich until you own something. And uh, it took me a while to understand what he meant. And it, it, it doesn't mean, like, you have to own your bar. You have to own a car. You have to, he just means, like, when, when you own a part of your life that you can control and you have the autonomy, like, that's a different form of rich. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest tips that I got. And hence why I'm an owner in two bars. There you go, man. You're right. You are 100% right. Look, dropping jewels here, man. This is some real deep shit you're getting right here. You're getting a million dollars worth of game from a podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. What's next? Question number three. What is your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing that if you go into a bar, you see KP behind the bar, don't do it in front of him? Uh, don't come in you know, order your drinks, have like a great evening and all of that, and then close out, pay, and then look at me and go, yo, man, you want to do a shot? Mm -hmm. And then when I say yes, you're expecting that I'm buying you a shot and also doing one. I'm working. I may not want to do that shot, but if you are purchasing a shot, all right, I'll, I'll join you. I can pour a short pour, whatever, you know. But if you're just straight up like you've already paid, you knew you wanted that drink before you paid, but you think there's this fucking liquor loophole of <laughs> well, now that I'm paid up and I'm inviting them to the party. Like, you know, he can't charge me if he's doing a shot too. It's I, like, sure I can. Bro, like, yeah, absolutely. If, if you want to go on a road trip, you chipping in on gas. What are you talking about? Like, that's... you want to do a shot together? Pay for your end. That's so, yeah, not... that's my pet peeve. It, it, and that's it. a lot, a lot of people who will try to pull that fast one of closing out and then be like, yo, man, you want to do a shot? And then go, thanks, bye. And it's like, yo, yo, yo. you don't you, plan on paying for that? You got to, yeah, you got to, you can't do that, y'all. Like, if you're going to do that, you say, I'm going to close out and let's do a shot. And then, exactly. Then you say, great. But it's, yeah, it's it's never that. It's they sign, they close the bill fold, push it over. They'll even wait till you're done talking to the other customers. And I'd be like, hey, do you want to do a shot? And I was like, dude, I'd like, yeah, but I don't want to give you a free one because now I lose twice. Right, right. Now I got, I'm doing a shot and now I'm paying for one, right? So, exactly. Yeah, no, thank you. All right. Question yeah. number four. What is the one thing that you've learned from bartending? And it can be about life. It could be about the bar game, whatever. But what is the one jewel you've taken from, from bartending? Um, patience and listening and, and under, understanding the timing of your life. Uh, I've been in a lot of situations where, like, you know, a split second, things could have gone differently. But, you know, just that, that, that 
like the measurements of time that if you pay attention to, like I was on the cusp of quitting um, and was about to like not even go into work one night. And the day that I did, this dude came in who was like grumpy as shit and being an asshole. And he was like, I was just like, it's raining. I was flying around for two hours. I was like, wait, dude. And I'm over here complaining about my bullshit right in my head. And I'm like, dude, you just defied gravity for two hours, landed safely. Now you're in a bar and you're complaining. And homie's whole perspective changed. And he's actually like, we're, we're best friends to this day. And he lives in fucking London. Um, but I, he restored my faith in bartending because I started losing my patience. I started not trusting the timing of things that were happening in my life. And uh, just through him, I've learned to kind of hang back and just view the whole scope of things instead of like, you know, that, that, yo, you're going to have a bad shift. It doesn't mean you're going to have a bad week. Right. You know, you're going to have a bad customer. It doesn't mean you're going to have a bad night. And um, it, it uh, he single-handedly restored my faith in bartending because just talking with him about us both having our issues, but some not with each other, but in life and just being able to resolve it by being kind to one another and homie was supposed to stay uh, in uh, Brooklyn for two weeks. He ended up staying for the whole summer just from that that one night. Wow. And we're, we're still friends, still friends to this day. And he's one of the most patient uh, people that I know. So he he definitely kind of instilled in the whole like like he was like, dude, I almost didn't even come to this bar that night. And if I wasn't floating around for two hours, I definitely wouldn't have. So yeah, just having patience and like trusting and 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 the timing of things, man. And that goes for people who come to bars who have some patience. We might be busy. It's going to take a while to get you that mojito. Patience, man. Yeah. That's yo. And also if you're ordering, no. And I, I would even tack on that. Know the room, know the room. If you're going, if you're going to a dive bar, it's a uh, mojito is probably not going to be on the menu. Just nope. Think. And even if it is, and it's busy, do you do want patience, patience. Yeah. Either you're willing to wait for it or get something else. Yeah, you know, switch it up. Yep. So speaking speaking of which, uh, final okay. question: What gotcha. is your favorite drink? What do you like to have, either at home or when you're out? What is uh, what does KP drink? Um, mm, all right. So with that question, if it's an annoying customer asking me that, I just tell them straight liquor. Um, but <laughs> whiskey. Because I'm, I'm yeah, like, I'm not you. Like, what, what do you like? Like, what, what do you care? But in any event, um, so for me, it's uh, it's definitely Angostura rum. They like most people know them for their bitters, mm-hmm. um, but they have uh, very different uh, years that they do. So they have like the Angostura eighteen twenty four, Angostura nineteen nineteen. So like that's my favorite. And then my true true favorite is the uh, the Angostura five year. Um, and it's not even because it's like such a superior rum. It just, uh, there's somebody special that, uh, you know, there's that tie to with that rum. Interesting. That's, uh, I didn't, I mean, I, again, I really knew them for bitters. I'm one of those people. I yeah. didn't know they had, yeah, uh, dude, check, check out their rums. I mean, I know you're a vodka soda bitters guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you have a feeling tropical, <laughs> well, they're, they're, you I see. can tell, yeah, by the shirt, yeah, yeah, represent with the shirt. That's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, they're 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 good at their rums. Okay, this is uh, this is good to know, and for you listeners out there as well. I know I got a couple of vodka soda heads uh, out there, and with some bitters too. So, uh, get into get into their rums. All right, 
So those are our five questions, KP. We are now oh. going to get into our final segment, which is what were you drinking? Now, I have okay. a very messy uh, Twitter and Facebook timeline, so I can only assume that the people who posted these things were drunk when they wrote them. So you being a bartender uh, of a number of years, you have seen people drunk off of any sort of uh, liquid. And so we are relying on your expertise and your knowledge okay. to help us figure out what they were drinking. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> the post is as follows. Please give me till Tuesday afternoon to call everyone when things get buttoned up at my house with the authorities. Love you all dearly. What were they drinking when they wrote that? Um, is time frame. Do we have a time frame on? Sure, sure. This is uh, 5.45 p.m. Uh, I meant like, is this this week? Oh, no, no, no. This was, um, okay. I thought you meant like the actual time. Um, no, this was uh, five years ago. Mm, five years ago. Uh, please give me a second. Call everybody when things get buttoned up at my house. Uh, either Manhattans or old fashioned, because that sounds like some real madman shit if I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, when things get buttoned up with the authorities. Yep. Yeah, okay. that's that's definitely uh, some, you know, maker's mark old fashions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. And I see, I didn't, I, I didn't want to go straight, straight whiskey, but uh, they, they kind of left me no choice, which hence why I threw the cocktails in there. Um, but yeah, five and years I'll, ago, that, that's, that's straight up fucking uh, uh, John Ham shit. Mm-hmm. And also love all of you dearly. That's very classy. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a Stepford wife. Like that's <laughs> like yeah. John, John Ham is like, yo, he, he just made bail. He was in the bookings for the weekend. Mm-hmm. He was using the peanut butter sandwiches as a pillow. I got to get him some food. Things going to get buttoned up. Not that I've been, not that I've been, you know, so you've heard. So you've heard. So, so you've I've heard. heard. So I have heard. So. That's funny. Well, listen, uh, KP, thank you for bringing your expertise into the game uh, of what you were, what were you drinking? And also listeners, uh, again, you know, email us at openbartalk at gmail.com. Send us your what were you drinkings because we would love to read them on the air. Of course, we would redact the names, but we would certainly shout you out. Uh, you know, KP, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, man. You've, this, I feel like I've scratched the surface here of just the oh, life and times, just, man. Dude. Listen, whenever, uh, you know, you guys ever want to have a repeat guest or maybe me and Ralph can make a, uh, you know, oh. illustrious thug, thug life duo appearance. I, oh. I would not be opposed to that. Man. You know, just let me know, dude. I'm, I'm a big fan of the show, you know. So Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. You know. Thank uh, you. And it, it's always amazing to scroll and see how many people I actually know that have been on your show. So it's, uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, he's telling the truth. I know him. Um, but yeah, no, man, dude, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Anything else you ever need down the line, please sure. do hesitate. Absolutely. And also, KP, um, do you want to uh, plug anything uh, you got coming up or an, uh, any sort of bars? Uh, any of your saying you got a bar uh, coming up? Yes, yes. So, you know, as we all uh, ease back into the world with our uh, 5G vaccines and shit, um, 
The Armory is the name of my bar. The current location is not open due to us having to relocate, but we are building another location. It will be at 149 4th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Once again, it's called The Armory. You can follow us on Instagram at The Armory BK. And once again, I'm KP. My Instagram handle is that is some madman shit. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Instagram handle is uh, at Kid Playboy, K I D P L A Y B O Y. Please follow me for shenanigans, antics, and uh, you know, good old fashioned fun. Awesome. Yo, listen, uh, please go follow uh, KP and also go follow the Armory. Um, I'm going to be there when it opens. I'll be very excited to come in and hang out. You're all, you're all invited. You're all welcome. Yeah, you're all welcome. I love it. All right. Listen, y'all, we got to get up out of here, man. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, again, email us, openbartalk at gmail.com. Uh, you want to find our show across the podcast. It's on anywhere you get podcasts. It's where you can get us on any platform. Uh, please go and do that. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at Jim Search on all social media, jimsearchcomedy.com for show dates and shit like that. Uh, again, KP, appreciate you coming through, man. You know, this has been Dude, such Again, a- thank you for having me. Absolutely, bro. Much appreciated. Make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.